Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In this video, I'm going to go through my top waiver wire targets going into week 10 of the NFL season. So I'm going to go through five players at each position. And keep in mind, these guys aren't in any specific order. I think it's tough to rank, you know, waiver wire targets because everyone plays in leagues with different settings. You know, your team needs may be totally different. So they're just kind of five players at each position to keep an eye on. While you guys are watching, if you're enjoying the content, please hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. It really helps me out a ton. And then you guys can ask me any fantasy questions down below in the comment section. But let's get right into the running backs. And I want to give an honorable mention to Ty Johnson because he very easily could have been in this top five. He's had four straight weeks of double digit points. So he's definitely someone you should keep your eye on. But the first player here on the graphic is Jordan Howard, owned in 13.1% of leagues. And he led this Eagles team with 17 carries and put up 13.1 points. If the Eagles are going to continue to heavily rely on the run game, it looks like Jordan Howard is going to be the number one until Miles Sanders returns. So definitely a very solid pickup. Next up is Devonta Freeman, owned in just over 13% of leagues. And he led all Ravens running backs with 13 carries and three targets. We had Latavius Murray out again. And so if Murray is missing, you know, week 10, Week 11, I do think Freeman is a fairly solid flex play in most leagues. Then we've got Naheem Hines, who is owned in 42.9% of leagues. And if we're being honest, he is a very boom or bust type of player. He has three really solid games this season, 14.2 PPR points, 18.9, and then 20.8. In the six other games, the highest total points he scored was 6.4. So you really got to play him at the right times. It's tough. But, you know, maybe you need a backup running back, an RB4, an RB5. He wouldn't be the worst option for those spots. And then these last two players here are just going to be straight-up handcuffs. Alexander Madison owned in 36.2% of leagues. And Mark Ingram owned in 23.5% of leagues. They're definitely different in terms of handcuffs because Madison doesn't get much work when Cook is in. But when Cook is out, Madison just takes over the entire offensive workload at the running back position. Whereas Mark Ingram is fairly involved, nine carries, five targets, but is still a really nice handcuff for Alvin Kamara. Moving on to the wide receivers. First guy here, Brandon Ayuk, owned in 45.6% of leagues. And he honestly finally started to look like his 2020 self. Six receptions for 89 yards and a touchdown. I'm not going to get too excited because he's been so disappointing to start off the season, but this is definitely a great sign. And if we're just looking at talent, on the waiver wire. He is definitely one of the most talented wide receivers that you guys could pick up. This next player is also very talented, and that is Rashad Bateman, owned in just under 25% of leagues. He saw eight targets here in week nine, five receptions for 52 yards. That's back-to-back -back games with double-digit production. I think he's going to continue to improve and become a more integral part of this offense. So definitely someone who has some nice long-term upside. The third player here is Tim Patrick, owned in 24.7% of leagues, and he really just hasn't gotten the memo that Jerry Judy is back. I think a lot of people expected Tim Patrick to kind of fade away with Judy and Sutton operating as the wide receiver one and wide receiver two, but Tim Patrick has still put together some solid performances, four receptions for 85 yards and a touchdown this week. So someone who should still be on a lot of people's radar. And then we've got a rookie wide receiver here with Elijah Moore, owned in 15.3% of leagues, and he is really starting to break out. And kind of my philosophy with rookie wide receivers, 
I don't love to go out and draft them because I just think, you know, there's a lot of risk. We don't know when they're going to really break out. A lot of guys take a bunch of weeks to develop, and I'm just not trying to have, you know, these useless spots on my bench or in my starting lineup. But once you see them start to break out, that's when you go pick them up, make an offer for them. And for Elijah Moore, seven receptions for 84 yards and two touchdowns on Thursday night football. He looks like the real deal. It was with Corey Davis out, but we don't know, you know, how these injuries are going to shake out. So another solid pickup. And then the final player here is Russell Gage, owned in 16% of leagues. He saw eight targets here in week nine, seven receptions for 64 yards. The need is there at wide receiver with Calvin Ridley, you know, out with mental health problems. And they've got Kyle Pitts. They've got Cordero Patterson. They don't really have many other guys making plays. I think Russell Gage can step up as the wide receiver one, you know, if you're counting Patterson as a running back. Now let's shift over to the QB position where I have Matt Ryan here owned in 44.4% of leagues. And he went out this week and lit up a really tough Saints defense, 343 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and a rushing TD. This Falcons offense continues to look better and better. And there's really just not a ton of top options at the quarterback position on waivers. So Matt Ryan is probably the number one guy moving forward. Then I've got Teddy Bridgewater owned in just under 25% of leagues. Basically, he's a safe weekly option. You know, maybe your starting quarterback is out. You need a fill-in. He could be that guy. He's not going to go out and win you the week, but he's probably not going to totally tank in your lineup. He's basically a low ceiling play, but someone who has a pretty solid floor. Then it's going to be Daniel Jones, owning 44.7% of leagues, and he really has not played well as of late. But like I mentioned, just not a lot of top waiver wire QB options. I still have hope that when he gets his entire wide receiver court together, he will play much better. And honestly, he didn't even play bad here in week nine. It just wasn't a game where they relied on him a ton. And so the production was not there for fantasy. The fourth quarterback here, Justin Fields, owned in 18.7% of leagues. He plays tonight, so we have not seen him go here in week nine. But in week eight, we saw him carry the ball 10 times for 103 rushing yards and a touchdown. And that's the rushing upside that we were looking for coming into the season. Hopefully he can continue to do that tonight. If he goes out and bombs, then we're probably not wanting to pick him up. And then the final quarterback, Jimmy G, owned in 5.5% of leagues. He's definitely not someone I'm super confident in, but he's thrown for 300 plus yards the last two weeks and has had two touchdowns in both of those games. So if you're super desperate, he could be a potential pickup. Now we've got the tight end position, and I'm going to start it off with Pat Fryermuth. Another guy who has not played yet this week, he's going to be going tonight on Monday Night Football, but coming into this week, back-to-back games with seven targets, we'll see if he can make that three tonight, but I do think he's someone who could be a potentially startable option for the rest of the season. Another guy who's kind of in that range is Dan Arnold, owned in 16.8% of leagues. He has put up double-digit points in three of his last four games, and in that stretch, he's averaging 7.5 targets per game. Then I think the options get a little less interesting. Tyler Conklin owned in just over 46% of leagues, 9.5 or more points in the last three weeks. Kind of a high floor, low ceiling type of guy. Seven targets the last two weeks. Then I've got Logan Thomas, who's a little bit interesting here, owned in 47.8% of leagues, and he is expected to return to practice this week. The Washington football team had a bye here in week nine but he's someone who is definitely startable when he is healthy. And then the final tight end, 
This one I kind of struggled with. I actually had Evan Ingram put down because he scored touchdowns in back-to-back -back games. But then I'm like, come on, like I'm never actually going to start that guy. The volume is not there. He's really just gotten lucky with the touchdown upside. So I did go with CJ Ozama, owned in 46.4% of leagues. He has the ability to put up these monster games. We've seen it twice this season. The consistency is really just not there. And then the final position, defense, starting it off with the Titans, owned in 8.1% of leagues, played absolutely amazing against the Rams on Sunday night football. And they match up against the Saints. And this is a Saints offense that is not scary moving forward. With Jameis out, they weren't good with Jameis. Now they're running with Trevor Simeon. I think this is a great matchup for the Titans. The Packers are owned in 29% of leagues. Their defense also looked great today against the Chiefs. They'll get Aaron Rodgers back, so they'll have even more support from the offense. And they face off against the Seahawks. If Russ is not back, that is a juicy, juicy matchup for the Packers. Then things start to get a little shaky here. The Chargers are owned in 5.4% of leagues. They face off against the Vikings. This Chargers defense has really been all over the place. Kind of same thing with the Vikings offense. So this is kind of a mixed bag here. Then we've got the Eagles owned in under 10% of leagues traveling to Denver to take on the Broncos. I don't really trust the Eagles defense a ton, but I think equally, I don't really trust Denver's offense. So another one of these kind of toss up matchups. And then something here with the Raiders, the final defense, 22.4% ownership. And I think almost every other season, if a defense was playing the Chiefs, you would want them so far away from your lineup. Not this year. That offense has been struggling. It did not look good against the Packers. The Raiders defense has been fairly solid. So I'd honestly not feel terrible starting the Raiders defense going up against the Chiefs here in week 10. But that is going to wrap it up for my waiver wire targets. Like I mentioned at the top of the video, if you guys enjoyed the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, ring the bell so you guys get notified every time I post a video. Drop any questions down below in the comment section. I'll respond to every single person. But thank you guys for tuning in and I'll see you next time.